0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Crazy Madness. I'm here once again with my co-host, Ethan. Ethan, what's going on?
1: The portal's crazy. Life is fun. What about you?
0: I'm doing really well myself, man. We're going to be talking about two really exciting topics. Ethan already went into one of them, the transfer portal. but The other one we'll be talking about is 24-7 sports, way too early, preseason top three-five. So I'm really excited to talk about both of those. But real quickly, before we get into the fun stuff, we've got a pair of dues to another fun thing, our social media. Ethan, what's happening over on Twitter?
1: Please follow at ATRBandis on Twitter. We are going to try and get as active as possible. School's ending for both of us relatively soon. And then once that happens, expect a ton of spaces from the both of us. You can expect a lot of action covering the portal because this is nuts as North Carolina just got another transfer into them. So, life's good. I'm excited.
0: Perfect. All right, let's get into the first topic of the day, the transfer portal. No, I'm sorry, not the transfer portal. The 24-7 sports, way too early preseason top 25. So, starting at number 25, we have the Colorado Buffaloes. Basically, this team can bring back four starters including Tristan DeSilva and KJ Simpson. They're bring back five star Cody Williams, but this team's gonna be entirely dependent on whether they can bring back their starters, because although they have a five star coming in, can't win with just a five star. Gotta have some guys around them. So Colorado will be dependent on the transfer portal. Number twenty four, Maryland.
1: Maryland returns two stars in Jameer Young and Julian Reese. Dante Scott decision is pending when they wrote the article and they're waiting to see if Hunter Dickinson falls into their lap or if he goes to crosstown rival Georgetown. All I know is this Maryland team is going to be fun to watch with or without Dickinson, but Dickinson will put them into the top 10.
0: All right. Ethan just talked about this team, actually, number 23, North Carolina. Uh, basically, this team will once again be depending on the transfer portal. They do have the guaranteed R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott coming back. Another player, star player they have, Caleb Love, is moving on from the team. Probably amidst the drama he has with R.J. Davis, but if you know about that, you know. If you don't, look it up. It's a pretty interesting story. Basically, Hubert Davis will be recruiting out of the portal again, and we'll see what this team can make of it, because if they can do it effectively, then they'll be pretty good. All right, number 22, Texas A&M.
1: All right, Texas A&M relies heavily on who returns. And their guards are key. Wade Taylor's a beast. In their front court has two solid people in Hunter Coleman and Julius Marble. It's going to be up to them. It's going to be up to the returning pieces. And if they can get a key transfer, just slot in somewhere along the wing. All
0: right, number 21, Missouri. Star player Kobe Brown is expected to come back, giving Missouri a nice chunk of their returning production from a team that reached the second round and Dennis Gates first year. So hopefully coach Gates can re- replicate the success he had last year by returning Kobe Brown, maybe getting some nice transfers, but realistically I don't see this team doing particularly as well as they did last year, but you never know, especially considering that you can only go up from your first year most of the time. So hopefully Dennis Gates, you know, Proves me wrong, and this team does a lot better than the 21 spot, but I don't really see them doing as well as they're projected to. Number 20, St. Mary's. Ethan.
1: St. Mary's, realistically, is going to depend on who returns. Well, Aiden Mahaney is coming back as of right now, and he very well might be the best player in the Western Conference. He's a beast. This entire St. Mary's team is full of players that, if it weren't for an injury, could have gone even further in the NCAA tournament. I'm excited to see what they do next year. All right.
0: Number 19, we have TCU Horn Frogs. Losing my Miles Jr. is really unfortunate. They do try and alleviate that pain by bringing in Jameer Nelson Jr., star player from Delaware, who averaged nearly 21 points per game. He will not be the only transfer the Horned Frogs get. They received Micah Peavy and Xavier Cork back from their team last year, and hopefully they can return Damian Ball and Emmanuel Willer for their COVID years. They lose Eddie Lampkin, big man, because of, I don't even know what happened last year. He just stopped playing for the team. But he is on another roster, or at least will be, once he makes his decision. But this seems dynamics interesting. It's basically just going to be dependent on the returning players, coming back to Fort Worth or not. So that is a big to be determined. All right, number 18, Tennessee, Ethan.
1: So the Eddie Lampkin situation is another interesting one if you want to go do research on that. But as for Tennessee, uh, uh they gotta det- it depends who returns using their COVID year eligibility. They have a good bit of players that can do that. Will Triple J, Zekai Ziegler, Santiago Escobie all do it? Who knows? I I think that realistically a good chunk of them do. It's going to depend who returns. They have an old team. Old teams win. Talk about Baylor.
0: All right. Basically, Baylor is going to be dependent on the transfer portal. L.J. Cryer is going to test his NBA draft waters. And if he returns, that will make life a lot easier.
1: Hey, John, he's In- at Houston.
0: Oh, this is true. L.J. Cryer is going to Houston. Good correction there, Ethan. Uh, you expect a transfer guard to pair of lengths and love and five-star freshman Jacoby Walter? This backcourt should be really good, by the way. Um, It seems that big man Jonathan, who oh, is a typical last name every time, Chamwa Chachwa will use his extra year, and Jalen Bridges also will use his extra year and come back to Baylor. So this team, although they have some good returning pieces, probably a few more pickups in the transfer portal on this team will be really, really good. All right, number 16, Arizona.
1: Arizona having Kylan Boswell as their lead guard next year will be a lot of fun, and with two potentially star big men returning into Bellas and Ballo. Arizona has a much higher sky than they did last year. You want to talk about Bama?
0: Yep. So looking at Alabama, Javon Quinterly and Charles Pediacol declare for the draft, but said they're open for a return. And basically what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to have a lot of returning pieces and a lot of really good guards coming in. With the loss of Brandon Miller to the draft, their star player. Basically the reason why they made it and has much hype as they did going into the NCAA tournament. So Natives should get after it. They've already got a few decent guys coming in. Uh Jaquan Walden from Wichita State is just one of the game one of the names they have. And more should be coming in soon. So Alabama is gonna be very transfer portal dependent. But I'm excited to see it because NATO it's usually does really well. Transfer portal. All right, number 14, Gonzaga.
1: So Gonzaga's an interesting case. They're losing a lot, and realistically, there's going to be some big COVID decisions that they need to have. And by Antoine, by Anton Watson and Malachi Smith. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what portal additions they gather. But 14 seems a bit high to me. Move on to Kansas. Perfect.
0: All right, so looking at the Kansas Jayhawks, We're going to keep an eye on Kevin McCuller, who is going to test the waters of leaving. And it projects as a late second-round pick in the NBA draft. So Kansas has a chance of returning him. He also has a chance of leaving. That's to be determined. Kansas is going to be very dependent on who stays in their team, not necessarily who they get in the transfer portal. They have Dwan Harris and KJ Adams, who could easily stay and make their careers better at Kansas. They also have returning big man Ernest Uday, who could also be leaving. They have five-star guard, El Marco Jackson, coming in. He's going to be really good. He's going to take up a lot of uh, shots in the backcourt. So I see this team being very good. It just depends on who's going to stay and who isn't, because if most of their team stays, then they'll be set. If they're not, they gonna have to dig into the transfer portal, which he usually doesn't do at the highest level. So hopefully he can get most of his team to return. All right, number 12. Michigan State Spartans. Ethan Even- I know you have so, high opinions on this team.
1: Let's hear it. So Tyson Walker's returning. Malik Hall-White, A.J. Hogarth, Jane Akins are going to take the step up. Maddie Sisko ready to dominate. Jackson Kohler now ready as a sophomore to not have those silly freshman moments. And five-star freshman Xavier Booker comes in. I love this Michigan State team. I think this is the best team in the Big Ten. I think Walker returning just puts that over the edge for me and says that they can win the national championship. They are currently my pick and I'm excited.
0: All right. Number 11, we have the UCLA Bruins. I'm not, not too high on this pick at all. They lose their two best players automatically in Jaime Hosquez and Tiger Campbell. Uh, they're two starting best players and guards. Uh, Jalen Clark, another guard. Um, his injury timetable is to be determined. And we'll see what happens with them. Basically, it just depends on what's going to happen with their other best players. Ethan, number 10, uh, Florida Atlantic.
1: So, for Florida Atlantic, the Owls are going to return on a lot of their production. Realistically, I think that they're going to lose no more than three players to the transfer portal if that i think that dusty may has done a terrific job he got a 10-year contract extension these players want to play for him they committed to play for him they got to a final four i think this team very well could be ranked i just think that putting them at 10 preseason is going to be setting them up for disappointment
0: all right Looking at number nine, we have the Arkansas Razorbacks. Basically, we're going to keep an eye on Ricky Council, one of the best players from last year.
1: Ooh, he transferred. Well, he transferred. So, or not, not transferred, excuse me. He's in the, He's draft. Like he's drafting.
0: Oh, he's confirming he made a draft? Didn't see that. It's my bad. Well, we're not looking at Ricky Council. We're actually going to be looking at Trevon Brazil. He tore his ACL last year. He should be coming back, but his injury status is to be determined. We don't even know if he's ready to go as of right now. He had a really hot start last year, and hopefully he can make an impact on this team because he was doing really well before he got injured. Devo Davis and Jordan Walsh should be other guys we look to to see if they leave or stay. Uh, they both had a big impact uh, last year on the defensive end, and so we'll see if the must bus can continue with not the best talent at the moment, but that's to be determined. And, Eric and Coach Must always gets a good job going with maybe not the best talent every year. All right. Ethan, what's happening with the number eight Miami Hurricanes?
1: So realistically, it's going to be all up to does the core stay together? and If that core stays together, this team very well can make another Final Four run. However, it seems like they are being rated that highly just due to the fact that they had a Final Four run, which I do not like in any stretch of the imagination. I do think that they have the talent to be a top 10 team. But the fact that they're putting there just after a final four run scares me.
0: All right, number seven, we have Texas. I don't know why we're at number seven. It's kind of cool that we're in the top 10, but we don't really have a reason to be. We're going to be entirely dependent on who stays and who comes in the transfer portal. We have almost nothing guaranteed except for the fact that we have five-star big man Ron Holland coming in. Dylan DeSue is supposed to come back, but that's not a guarantee. Uh, backup guard, Artario Morris, has already left the transfer portal. Another backup guard, Roman Brumbaugh, has transferred to Georgetown. So, to be honest with you, I have no idea what's going to happen. Coach Rodney Terry, I guess you call him a first-year head coach or a second-year head coach. He's going to have to get really active in the transfer portal in order to make this team successful. So, I, I like the fact that we're at number seven, but I don't really understand it. Number six... Purdue. Ethan, what's happening? With
1: the... So, they even say in their thing, they expect E.D. to return, only reason why they're this high. If E.D. returns, okay. If E.D. doesn't, borderline top 40.
0: Yeah, it's not looking too good.
1: If, is... if, if, if E.D.'s there, this team's competing. If he's not, they might not even get a chance to lose in the first round. <laughs> Alright, you wanna talk about Houston because they're definitely an interesting team with their transfer situation.
0: Sure. So they got LJ Cryer as a guard covered earlier from Baylor. They have a turning point guard Jamal Shedd coming back. They have another really high-level guard in Terrence now coming off the bench. They have big man Jawan Ju- Juwan- uh, Roberts coming back, and then a few other uh, wing pieces and Emmanuel Sharp and Ramon Walker. Basically, Coach Calvin Sampson's going to have a really good team coming back, per usual. Experienced, athletic, and great on the defensive end. So, I think this is a perfectly justified ranking for Houston, especially if they can get some more pieces in the
1: transfer portal.
0: And I'm really excited to see what they do this season. Number four, Creighton.
1: So, this was before Ryan Nembhard entered the portal. I'm sure he'd be lower. they'd be lower now. But, yeah, Nembhard is in the portal. They're waiting on Shireman decision. I love Creighton so much, but without Nempard, they're gonna have to really snag a top tier point guard in the portal.
0: They and, did get a really good addition in Nebraska native and Virginia transfer Isaac Trout. Um, that's
1: true. He's a top
0: six ten forward, so he's, he was really good last year.
1: That's true. However, the loss of Nempard's me so big, and he doesn't necessarily feel that loss. But that is true. Have, true. You want to talk about some of the Huskies for me?
0: Sure. Number three, we have our defending champions, the UConn Huskies. They're supposed to return a lot of pieces. And assuming that this is true, this is a good ranking, honestly. I know we're not the biggest fans of, you know, seeing a team go super deep in the tournament and ranking them very highly. But I I don't really get the miracle run vibe like we do from Florida Atlantic or last year's UNC team. So if I'm being honest with you, I don't mind this ranking at all. I think it's a really good ranking, in fact. And this team can only get better. Andre Jackson and Alex Carabin have a lot of improvement to do. Thomas Sinogo can also, you know, get a jump shot. So we'll see what happens. But I'm really excited to see what this team does.
1: All right, moving on to Marquette. They have the possibility of returning everyone. This team is so young and talented. Realistically, Shaka Smart in the regular season could lead the team to be the number one team in the country and keep it that way. And then, yeah, Tyler Kolek's a beast. Cam Jones is a beast. You want to talk about Duke, but before you do, John, I just want to let you know Mackenzie Mbako just had his uh, crystal ball taken down from Travis Branham. So, realistically, that should mean either Filipowski or Roach is returning.
0: Very interesting. So,
1: I'll I'll let you talk about Duke now. I just wanted to give you that tidbit because it just happened five minutes ago.
0: That's a really good update. I actually didn't see that. Okay, well, so, ignoring...
1: And and Filipowski just said two minutes ago now that he's officially staying. So, there you go.
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, well, that's pretty good news considering I was just about to get into the prospect of, you know, Filipowski staying or not, but... Basically, this team looks really good. Obviously, if they were to not get it, McKenzie and Baco, I don't think they'd be the number one team in the country because he is a very good five-star, uh, five-star player. But still, Gary McCain's coming. Five-star player. One of the best shooters that we've seen, period. Um, he's a phenomenal knockdown shooter. Tyrese Proctor showed flashes of very high-level production in the tournament last year. Uh, Mark Mitchell's a solid big man who should be returning, and Hrabowski's returned is confirmed returning. So, he was one of the best players in the ACC last year. Very excited to see him coming back. Although this team seems young, they do have a decent amount of experience coming back, and this should be a very interesting year for John Shire because I think this might be the pivotal turning point between whether you know he's riding off Coach K's success or he can really start getting going for himself. So I'm really excited to see what happens with we'll Duke this year to see if they can return to greatness again under John Shire. All right, that covers the 24 seven. Preseason top twenty-five, really good list. Honestly, a lot of exciting topics. Let's move into the transfer portal a little because that should get hectic, okay?
1: It should. Um, there is two ways we could do this, John. We could either cover the best players that have already transferred first, or we could just go down the list that they have of their of the top couple hundred and just say what we think. Where do you want to start?
0: I was gonna say I like the second one because of the majority. Of guys uh, have not committed yet, and there's some pretty interesting racing. <laughs> some pretty interesting rankings uh, on the list that you send me of players who uh, you know are still in the transfer portal and how good they are.
1: Well, I I don't say I like this list.
0: How no, I've... I'm not. yet. No, I never I never said that either. But you know, uh, it's pretty uh,
1: interesting. I, I, I just like looking list the most players on it. Uh, this is the sourceNexus.com. That we're using and starting off, Hunter Dickinson. I already said he's going to Maryland or Georgetown. From everything that I'm seeing online, if he goes anywhere else, I'd be shocked. Watch him go to North Carolina, though. But Dickinson can play defense, offense. He can do everything. He just wants to not be coached by Juwan Howard anymore. I guess. No blame. No blame to him. But.
0: Yeah. I, always, I always just stop saying stuff like that. <laughs>
1: I'm saying I'm not putting the blame on Dickinson for entering the portal.
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: He is. He wanted a different situation. I wasn't putting any blame on Howard.
0: I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm messing with you. Uh, another guy we should look to uh, just in terms of pure potential star power uh, that has entered the transfer portal is Kellell, where former five-star big man, uh, really high-level player that's coming out of Oregon and can make a really solid addition on a team that can use him correctly because he didn't get that much production uh going with Oregon and hopefully he can you know actually use why he had a five star status in order to make his name heard essentially so yeah. hopefully be used correctly Indiana. All right. Also real quickly I want to talk about Will Baker. He's not gonna be good anywhere else just so you know that right now. Didn't do much at Texas had a pretty decent year in Nevada but this is gonna be his third school in Four years. I'm if he if he goes to your program, don't get excited. I'm just letting you know that right now. So I'm... Here,
1: so here's my question. You just said it perfectly. Third program. You know what that means?
0: Third time's a charm.
1: I'm not sure if he'll get a waiver because a lot of these players are really testing the NCAA. They this said just... that, they said this... that they're not going to be handing out waivers like that anymore. Also, LSU's the favorite to land Baker, by the way, but... Okay. It's an interesting situation. You have Graham Ike from Wyoming. He was a beast two years ago. Was injured this past year. Wyoming was supposed to be better. You have so many players in this world. Geez. Uh, LJ Criers, who mentioned are going to Houston? Jalen Cook from Tulane going to LSU. Hmm. Who's another big one? Let's talk about Max Asmus. I was going to say, I feel like we're we're forgetting somewhere. Then we get to Max Asmus.
0: Basically, any team that's going to get him, I don't really care. They're going to be a very, very high-level team after they get him. He's a phenomenal guard. Great at passing the ball. Great at distributing. When he gets open, he usually doesn't miss much. So I'm really excited to see where he goes because the program that gets him is going to completely transform as a result.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing rumors to go because like his head coach at Wichita State, Creighton just lost their point guard though.
0: Oh, that would be nuts. That that's would... that's what
1: I that's what I'm seeing because I'm scrolling through Twitter with each one of these players, and I'm seeing if any random rumors popping up on my feed. You have K- Caleb Mills from Florida State going to Memphis, which I like a lot.
0: Why do they always gravitate to towards Memphis? I don't really get that.
1: Uh, Penny Hardaway is a player's coach. He
0: is. It's true.
1: So we talked a little bit about Caleb Love entering the portal earlier. However, what we for- you forgot to mention was the place, which is an interesting thing because Jawan Howard has gotten three transfers already, I believe, starting with Caleb Love. Interesting. He also got Trey Jackson from Seton Hall. And then he got one more, who I'm blanking on currently. But oh, he got two top-tier transfers already, which was insane. Oh, and he got Nirmari Burnett from Alabama. There's the third. Three top-tier transfers.
0: Another guy I want to talk about real quickly is Joe Gerard, star guard from Syracuse. His defense is not that good, but for any team that needs a guy who can shoot the lights out, He's going to be your guy. Uh, he's also a pretty good distributor. I would say he's basically just like the, the little less good version of Max Aismas. You know, he had he showed some great flashes at Syracuse last year, and any program that's getting him should make, you know, a very high-level impact result of that. But, One more guy I want to talk about, actually, is Harrison Ingram. Uh, he was a really high-level four-star uh, coming out of high school. Didn't really get much going for him at, at Stanford in terms of winning, but he put up a lot of very good numbers. So I think that with him being so underrated in this year's transfer portal, I think the team's gonna get him is gonna really benefit as a result of it because he can be really good.
1: All right. And since you stole that, we something that we haven't talked about is he committed so fast. I'm not gonna make a comment on how that happened, but JJ Starling, four or five star from Notre Dame. Transfers to Syracuse, absolutely nuts. Like they got, if he was still in the portal, he'd still be the top player. Sky Clark committed to Louisville, but that was during March Madness. That's been weeks since that's happened. Andre Curbelo back in the transfer portal. It seems like Patino kicked out a lot of these St. John players because there's a good bit of them in the portal. But I don't. He wants a fresh start with his team. Tremont Mark from Houston goes to Arkansas. We already, met, we already talked about Eddie Lampkin going to Colorado. You have Caleb Grove from Iowa State. Where is he going to go? Ace Baldwin, VCU, follows his coach to Penn State.
0: Yeah, so, so with the transfer portal, there's going to be a lot of interesting developments, and we're going to try and keep you guys as posted as much as possible on social media on twitter so please go follow us today at terramadis if you're not already i don't really know how much more we can emphasize that it's basically the show every day but you don't necessarily get to hear us speak but you get to hear our opinions so make sure you go follow us on there and i say that because i think we're gonna end off the show here um thank you guys yep. for listening really really enjoyed talking about these topics with you guys and we're gonna keep you guys posted on social media so i'm just make sure you go follow us in there that's all for me ethan you got anything else
1: no, you covered everything, and I'm excited to what, keep an eye on the portal. And I'm getting just about ready for off season.
0: All right, perfect. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys.